Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
Hey, well, good evening, everyone. And tonight on Reaching Out Radio, I'm going to be sharing four things that are going to help you for the new year. Yes, we're already into the new year, almost fixing to start the third month. And these tips will give you some encouragement with meeting your challenges and your purpose in your journey. And remember, regardless of your age or your position or even your station in life, I want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose just for you. So this evening, we're going to be sharing four things that are going to help you with your walk in life. Tonight, you're going to learn to arise. You're going to learn to have endurance, to learn to be refreshed. And you're going to learn to know what next is. That will kind of be an interesting thing. So if you'd like to have one of your friends listen in this evening, give them a call or text them and tell them to call in and dial 626-696-8607 to listen in. That number again, if you want to jot it down, is 626-696-8607. So before we start the show this evening, I just needed to share with you just kind of an update on Pastor Leah and a special prayer request. Now, for those of you who may not know, it is with great sadness that we share the, the passing of our dear sister and my wife, Pastor Leah Fouts. Leah Beth Fouts, age 68, passed away into the arms of Jesus suddenly on Wednesday, January the 19th, 2022, here in Columbus, Texas. She was preceded in death by her only child, Victoria Carol Fouts, who died at the age of 18 in 2004. A little bit about Leah. Leah was co-founder of Hazak Ministries here in Texas, and she served as the prayer coordinator since 2011. She was an ordained minister. She was ordained on March the 14th, Victoria's birthday in 2009, by the Charles and Francis Hunter Ministries here in Texas. She was a Christian writer and author who, along with her husband, Reverend Brian Fouts, co-wrote three books together. Their first book was From Misery to Ministry, A Walk of Faith, talking about the loss of their daughter. Their second book came out about 2017 called Steps of Faith. And then their third book was Walking Through Grief, A Journey of Peace. And that is a great resource resource book for those who may have lost a loved one. And just a few extra things that maybe that you did not know about Leah. She was a gifted musician. She played guitar, and she sang harmony on many albums. At times, she could be found singing harmony on some of Gary R. Smith's albums, a country Christian singer. She was also found singing on the Moonlighters, a group that she and a couple of other people played in for years, and along with the Daystar Project band that she was part of for about 12 years, and the Ecclesia band for two years. And a celebration of life service is going to be planned for a later date, sometime probably in April, and we'll have more about that later. So if you'd like to make a donation to help with the expenses for the family and for our ministry, please send your check to Brian Fouts, 1410 Rampart Street, in Columbus, Texas, 78934. Again, that's to Brian Fouts, 1410 
Rampart Street, Columbus, Texas, 78934. Now, if you would like to make a tax-deductible donation to their ministry, you can send a check payable to Hazak Ministries, that's H-A-Z-A-K, Hazak Ministries at 1410 Rampart Street, Columbus, Texas, 78934. Or if you'd like, you can always go online to our website at www.hazakministries.com. That, again, is www.hazakministries.com, and you can just click on the Donate button. And we'd like to ask you to please be in prayer for me and for the ministry as we continue the journey of bringing a message of hope, healing, and encouragement to those who are lost and are hurting and for those who have lost a loved one. Again, we'd like to thank you for your prayers and for your support and for tuning in to tonight's program. So with that, greetings from scenic Columbus, Texas, where the town here is located on the beautiful Colorado River. For those of you who don't know, Columbus is one of the oldest surveyed and plotted Anglo-American towns here in Texas. And they say it was on this site of the legendary Indian village of Montezuma. And historians say that Members of Stephen F. Austin's Old 300 group began arriving here in the area way back in 1821. So with that, good evening, Sister and Evangelist Montel Fields, and I'm Brian Fouts. So this evening, I am honored and excited to be back here on Reaching Out Radio, where we are reaching out to be the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. And for those of you in the listening area, I am with Hazak Ministries, that's H-A-Z-A-K, Hazak Ministries. And our ministry was actually started with the vision to bring a message of hope, healing, and encouragement to those who have lost a loved one, for those who are hurting, that are lost, and that are hopeless. Now, for those of you who don't know, that word Hazak is actually a Hebrew word. And it means to make or to be strong. It also means to strengthen, to sustain, and to support, and to encourage. Now we hope that you, our listeners tonight, will be encouraged with our message this evening. So if you've missed some of our previous radio programs, you can always go to Reaching Out Radio at www.blogtalkradio.com. That's www.blog, B-L-O-G, blogtalkradio.com. And you can just type in Brian and Leah Faust uh, and be encouraged with Brian and Leah Faust. And there you can find all of our previous shows and you can listen to them free on demand. Now before we get started, I always like to open up the program with a word of prayer. Father, we just pray for protection for Montel Fields and for Reaching Out Radio tonight. And we pray against any technical difficulties that the enemy may want to stir the pot tonight. And we pray against any demonic powers in the airwaves as well. And we'd like to pray for those out in the listening audience tonight. And we pray for open hearts and for changed lives this evening. And we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, folks, we've got a great show in store for you tonight. And as I said earlier this evening, we're going to be sharing four things that are going to help you with your walk. 
they are to arise for endurance, to be refreshed. And next, and that will be a fun topic to talk about. So with that, let's get started. Now, I don't know about you, with everything that has been happening this past month, I still find that I'm just in love with living out here in the country. And this is where I can actually see the beautiful Colorado River come in and leave the town. And also for the people who live here. And they have been very kind and they've been very supported. And they've been supported with Pastor Leah's passing. And this town is very peaceful and I still get to enjoy the country roads that are out here. It doesn't take you very long to go out the back roads and find a side road to go down. And you know, I'm always amazed by God's unique handiwork with the landscape of the earth. And I'm reminded of his promise to everyone about who he is and that there would be no mistake. And this is from Romans chapter 1, verse 20, and I'm reading this from the New American Standard Bible. He writes, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature, has been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. Isn't that a powerful statement? So tonight, our first study, will be talking about the word arise. So if you would, please grab your pen or pencil and some paper and get ready to learn some really great tips for your walk in life. Now, if you've got one, go get to your computer and get on to one and maybe your, one of your Word documents. Or if you have one, if you've got an iPad or an iPhone, just be prepared for some really great ideas to help you and your future. Now, before we get started, if you would, please open your Bibles and turn to Isaiah chapter 60, starting at verse 1. We're going to come back to this later, but again, that's Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. So tonight, we're going to be talking about what it means to arise, and about some things that you need to consider. Now, I know that this will be very helpful to many of you out here in the listening audience tonight. So, let's get started. Now, you know, this year, for a lot of us, so many of us have been going through changes and challenges, and it just seems like that we are busier than ever. And you know, it has just been crazy. Now, some of these challenges that we've uh, come across include staying on task, planning out our work, and then working our plan, and for others, just staying alert. You know, my beautiful bride used to say, I know, what we need more are more alerts. <laughs> so you see, in our work, we can get really bogged down, and then we can suddenly feel like we've got way too many obstacles, and it can really, really wear us down. And Leah used to say, and ladies, I know that those obstacles can really wear all of us down as women. So tonight, we have to learn to be positive in our daily lives, and as my good Marine friend and Andy we would say, stay focused and be on mission. <laughs> so you might ask, well, Brian, 
why are we talking about the word arise? Why? Well, because it is important in our everyday life. And why should it be so important to us? Well, let's find out. So, let's go back to Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. And I'm going to be reading this from the King James Version. It reads, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Now, here's the same verse, but I'm going to read this from the Amplified Bible. I like to switch around in different translations just to kind of see how they read. And it says, Arise from spiritual depression to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory and the brilliance of the Lord, for your light has come. And the glory and brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. Isn't that just powerful? I want to read that again. Arise from spiritual depression to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory and the brilliance of the Lord. For your light has come. And the glory and the brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. Now, you know, I looked up that word arise in Webster's 1828 Dictionary. That's one of my favorite dictionaries to look at. And it actually had 13 definitions. But we're just going to just kind of go over just a few of them and not all 13 of them. All right, so one of them means to ascend, to mount up, or to move to a higher place. It also means to emerge from below the horizons as the sun or a star arises or rises. It also means to get out of bed, to leave the place or the state of rest. It also means to begin, to spring up, to originate. And it also means to revive from death and to leave the grave. And figuratively, to wake from a state of sin and stupidity. <laughs> it also means to emerge from poverty from depression or distress. Now, here are some words that I found that are really related to arise. One of them is to roll out. It means to turn out, to awake, or to stir and awake. You know, like roll out of bed. <laughs> I do that in the morning sometimes. You know, now that same word arise in Hebrew is the word kum, K-O-O-M. And it's actually pronounced kum. And it means to arise. It means to stand. It means to be established or to be confirmed. To endure. To be proven. To persist and to be fulfilled. And to erect and to build and to carry out. Now, you know, we've all celebrated many events this past year. These have included New Year's Day as well as Passover, Easter, of course, Mother's Day, Memorial Day, Father's Day, and our special day of the 4th of July, and of course, Christmas. And you know, and during this time, we are reminded about the light that came into the world, and that his name was Emmanuel, and that means God with us. And we need to be reminded daily in our living, and in our planning, and in our dreaming, that no matter what we do, God is with us. That's right. God is with us. And he is in the midst of everything that we do. 
not some things, not a few things, but he is actually involved in the midst of everything that we do. And that's right. And he is our strength. He is our guide, and he's our comforter, and he is our rock. Now think about this. When our feet hit the ground first thing in the morning, you know, we should be giving praise for all that we have and for all that we do because he is the one who provides everything for us, and he provides for our family, and he is the one that makes all of our digs our ideas arise in our hearts. And those ideas are there to make a difference and to make an impact in the world in which you and I live. And we know that you will have days that it will seem like the enemy has just pulled out all of the stops. He's stirring the pot, so to speak. And he does this to do damage to you and to cause great changes in your vision. And you know it's important that we should learn to pray and to remember of God's promises and that we should arise to fulfill the vision that God has given to us. Now here's another great verse about our word arise. And this is from Psalms 68, verse 1. And I'm going to read this from the New American Standard Bible. It says, Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. And let those who hate him flee before him. I remember that we used to sing a great worship song called Let God Arise and Let His Enemies Be Scattered. And here's something else to think about. You know, when you find yourself in a panic and you just want to give up and you just want to lay down and quit, don't. Well, you may ask yourself, well, why? Why is that, Brian? Well, my good friend... Bill in North Carolina once shared with me that pain is only temporary, but quitting is forever. Let me repeat that for you in case you want to write it down. Pain is only temporary, but quitting is forever. Now, I know that there will be some of people out in the listening audience who might say, I can't always do it, especially all alone, and I need help. Ah, yes. And then some of you might say, well, where do I find someone to help me through this time? Well, here's a great scripture to help you in your walk. And this is from Ephesians 5.1. And I'm going to read this in the Amplified Bible. It reads, therefore, be imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example. As well as beloved children, imitate their father. Again, therefore be imitators of God, copy him and follow his example, as well as beloved children will imitate their own father. Isn't that a great example for all of us to use, to be imitators of Christ? And I know that some of our listeners may find yourself burning the candles at both ends, and you're trying to do too many things all at once. So for those of you that are doing that, here's a great message of wisdom for you and food for thought to share with you today. And this is from Ephesians 5, verses 11 through 14, but I'm going to read this in the Message Bible. So hang on to your hats, and I think you'll really like this. Don't waste your time on useless work, mere busy work, the barren pursuits of darkness. 
expose those things for the sham that they are. And it's a scandal when people waste their lives on things that they must do in the darkness where no one will see them. Rip the covers off those frauds and see how attractive that they look in the light of Christ. And wake up from your sleep and climb out of your coffins and Christ will show you the light. (laughs) So watch your step, use your head, make the most of every chance you get, and these are desperate times. So listeners, get up, bring yourself to attention, and arise. Learn to, per- learn to persist, to endure, and to show others of your commitment to carry things out. And arise, for this is the day that the Lord has made. Ah, wasn't that a great little Bible study for this evening? So, hold on, there's more to come. So, here we go. So, have you ever had one of those days, if not weeks, that it feels like everything is going really fast? You know, it's a time where it seems like the whole world is on your shoulders, and there's more to do than you even have time for. Well, you know, recently the Lord stirred me in the middle of the night, and I found myself up walking around outside. No, I was not sleepwalking. I just got up and went for a walk outside. Now, for some people, this may seem really strange. But, you know, it's pretty neat out there in the middle of the night. And when you're out there, and if it's a clear night, only the stars and the moon are lighting up the evening sky. And I have found that this is some of my best prayer time for me. Now, on this particular night... As I was walking around, a word popped up in my brain. And that word that I saw was the word endurance. Now, no, I don't usually think of these words all on my own. You see, God provides all of the material that I need for my blogs and our newsletters. So if you haven't already done this earlier, grab your pen or your pencil and your paper and get ready to learn some really great tips for your walk in life. And if you have one, go get to your computer or to your personal iPad or get on your iPhone and be prepared for some great ideas to help you and your future. And so today, I just want to talk about some things that you might want to think about. Now, I know that this will be helpful to many of you out in our listening audience tonight. So first, let's take a look at that word endurance. Well, what does endurance really mean? So I looked that word up in the Webster's Online Dictionary. I like to do that a lot. And they define the word as this, the ability to do something difficult for a long time. I do a lot of these word lookups because I want to thank Paul Helbig, my my seminary teacher who taught me. He said, you need to look up every word, if, and, or, but, and so that, so that you will understand what every word is in the Bible for. So thank you, Paul. That's what I do. Now you're probably thinking, well, duh. And then there was this next jewel of information that popped up. It also means the ability to deal with pain or suffering that continues for a very long time. That endurance means it's the ability to deal with pain or suffering that continues for a very long time. 
Now, that one really hit home for me, and I'm sure it has probably hit home for others, especially for those of you out there that may have lost a loved one. Now, I know that there's some of you out there who've had to endure a job that has taken everything that you have to give. And sadly, the job has probably never given you anything back. They just take, 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 and take, and they never give anything. And then there are some of you out there who have been going through some really severe trials. And these trials, again, it could be your job, or it could be your marriage. It could be a child or your children or some other of your family members. And maybe it's been your finances. Maybe it's your health or possibly the health of someone that you love in your family. And then sadly, as I mentioned earlier, for some of you, it may have been as a result of losing a loved one. Now, that word endurance in Hebrew is the word yeshav, and it means to sit, to remain, to dwell, and to abide. And you know, I found another really great passage to share with you, and this is from Psalms 91.1, and I'm going to read this from the King James Bible. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's always been pretty cool for me to read. I just love Psalms 91, and I share that with a lot of people. Now, speaking of cool, here's something just really cool. Now, here's the same verse, but I'm going to read this from the Amplified Bible. It says that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. That was just really neat, to remain stable and fixed. And that last part, whose power no foe can withstand. Now that's pretty cool stuff. That's pretty powerful, if you ask me. Now, in the Greek language, that word for endurance is the word hupumano. And it means to be patient. It means to be steadfast. It also means to be waiting and sustaining. And it means to be preserving. Now, when I'm looking up scriptures, I always like to find other passages that go along with my study. So here's one that I found, and this is from Hebrews 10.36. And this is from the English Standard Version, or the ESV, as they like to say sometimes. For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Isn't that pretty neat? For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. All right, so now I'm sure that some of our listeners may be asking, well, how do I handle all of these trials? And... How do I handle these challenges that are before me? Or maybe, how can I endure any of this? This is terrible. And then it seems to be overwhelming, and it's so painful. Yes, it can be. It's very true, so very, very true. But we all need to learn and understand about endurance. As my wife, Lee, and I went through our own trials of losing our only daughter, Victoria, We found great comfort and hope in the scriptures. And this was one of our favorite verses, and this was from James 1.12, 
from the New International Version Bible. It said, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because, having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let me repeat that for you. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because, having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Now, in his commentary on this same verse, John MacArthur, I've got one of his study Bibles, he said this, he said, In this context, it also describes the passive, painful survival of trial, of trial and it focuses on the glorious outcome. That when a person is approved, the believer has successfully and victoriously gone through his trials, indicating that he is genuine because of his faith has endured just like Job's. In this context, it also describes the passive and painful survival of trial and focuses on the glorious outcome, that when a person is approved, the believer has successfully and victoriously gone through his trials, indicating that he is genuine because of his faith and because he has endured that just like Job's. And yes, for he is with us in all things. And as I like to tell people, he's he's with us not in some things, not in a few things, not in most things, but God is with us in all things. And you know, and from these life challenges that we go through, we have learned to share with others that testing produces endurance. Did you catch that? And from these life challenges, we have learned to share with others that testing produces endurance. Now, here's a great verse on that from Colossians 1, verse 11, and I'm going to read that from the Amplified Bible. It says that we pray that you may be invigorated and strengthened with all power according to the might of his glory, to exercise every kind of endurance and patience, perseverance and forbearance with joy. Let me read that again for you. We pray that you may be invigorated and strengthened with all power according to the might of his glory, to exercise every kind of endurance and patience, perseverance, and forbearance with joy. Now, some of you out there might say, but Brian, I'm I'm working so hard, and sometimes I really get tired and fatigued, and I need some help here. Well, so how can we fight the fatigue? How can we fight back when everyone and everything just seems to be coming against us and coming at us from all directions? And How can we overcome these trials and persevere? All right, here's a great answer. First thing, stop. Yes, I said stop and do this first. Pray. Stop and pray. And this is from 1 Corinthians 10, 13 in the NIV. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. 
Again, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. And here's something great to remember. We must learn to run the race in life and to hang on and do the best that we can. Why is that? Well, that answer again is found in 1 Corinthians 9.24. Do you not know that in a race that all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Did you hear that? Do you not know that in a race that all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? So run in such a way as to get the prize. Now you might ask, but what is the reason for the endurance? How would that help me? Again, the scriptures always come up with the answer. This is from James 1.4. And let endurance have its perfect results so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. That's James 1 verse 4. Now, brothers and sisters, it is important to know that we are not the first ones to go through something. And guess what? We will not be the last. But you see, there have been others before us who have gone through the very same ordeal that we've gone through, or possibly worse. And they found hope. Yes, hope. And that hope of endurance has been handed down to us. In Romans 15:4, one of our favorite verses for our ministry reads, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, that we might have hope. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement that they provide that we might have hope. And that's from Romans 15, verse 4. Now, listeners, I want you to learn to be grateful for all that you have. And remember that the Lord has given you a great gift, and he's given you an awesome calling and an awesome vision. And remember this, that there is power in praise, and learn to stay the course through endurance. There is power in praise, and learn to stay the course through endurance. So, as we move on to the next portion of our study, I felt like sharing with you something that I've been doing in preparing for our study for tonight. Now, out here in Columbus, out by the Colorado Colorado River, we have a really nice, beautiful little park. It's called Beeson Park. It's a great place that I can go walk around and get some of my exercise and walking and just to sit and to think. And so I was out walking around Beeson Park the other day. And no, I didn't have an agenda. I didn't have any plans. I was just walking. And I suddenly found myself stopping on the walk, stopping by and just taking a look at the river and watching the river kind of slowly float on by. And I just turned around And I began looking at the countryside around the river. And as I looked around, I was just totally in awe of God's beauty and God's design. And, you know, I thought to myself, you know, it's very beautiful out here. You know, 
And as I looked, I noticed that the grass was green, and there are huge live oak trees out here everywhere. Lots of birds, squirrels, and other little critters in the area roaming around. <laughs> and then that word refresh came to my mind. So, you know, before we start, I just wanted to share with you, I'd been a caregiver for Leah for the last couple of years, and you know, in the last years, we'd go for drives along the side of the road. You know, on the road, she would suddenly just say, look, look, look at those beautiful yellow flowers over there. And I'd kind of stop and think to myself, and I said, well, that's kind of strange. And she said, oh, aren't those just beautiful yellow flowers? And then she'd say, oh, look at those beautiful purple flowers over there. Aren't those just beautiful and then a little while later, oh, look at those beautiful little calves out in the field. And it was just like listening to a five-year-old. And I realized that, you know, even in her uh, state of mind that she had, the glory of the Lord just shone all through her and just blessed her, just like a child, and made me realize just how beautiful everything is in this world that we just take for granted. So I just want to share with you, when you're out driving – Slow down and kind of enjoy the scenery. And as I've always liked to tell people, when you're out driving, it's not about the distance. It's about the journey. So anyway, while I was out there looking around, then this word refresh came to my mind. Refresh, huh? And so first, what I wanted to do, let's take a look at that refresh and what does it mean. So off I went to Webster's Dictionary. And as I mentioned earlier, it's always really important to kind of look up words and see how they're defined, and then what other words mean the same thing. So with that, here is what I found about the word refresh. It means to revive. It means to renew by stimulation. It means to make cool or clean or to freshen up. And, of course, it means to become fresh again. Now, you know, I really kind of found number two that was pretty cool, to renew by stimulation. <laughs> I mean, doesn't that just make you feel good to know that you can be renewed by stimulation? That's pretty awesome. Okay, so before I chase down a rabbit hole here, let's go back to our study here. Now, this same word, refresh, in the Hebrew language is the word melah, and it means to fill to be full, it means abundance. It means accomplished. It means consecrate. And it means to satisfy and to confirm. Now, again, out of those definitions, I really liked that word consecrate. You know, it kind of makes you feel clean and fresh. And, you know, God gave us a promise about being refreshed, and this is from Jeremiah 31, verse 25, and I'm reading this out of the New International Version Bible. It says, And I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. Isn't that neat? I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. And over in the Message Bible, it reads like this. I'll refresh tired bodies. I'll restore tired souls. Man, that is just awesome. But I love how it reads over in the Amplified Bible. For I will fully satisfy the weary soul, and I will replenish every languishing and sorrowful person. 
man, that is just what a fulfilling promise. For I will fully satisfy the weary soul, and I will replenish every languishing and sorrowful person. And, you know, I love that last version. And like I said, I just I love it. I just wanted to read it again. I will fully satisfy the weary soul, and I will replenish every languishing and sorrowful person. Now, listeners, aren't those some really cool translations? And as I mentioned earlier, I just love looking up and comparing some of the different translations. So now you see that many of us are always working. Yes, we're working for our job. We're working at our career. And for some, we're working our businesses that we own or that we started. And we're working for our family. And we're working on our goals and our dreams. And you know, and it seems like that we can be constantly planning and adjusting and realigning ourselves with these plans. You know, and we just might find ourselves just running on empty at times. Yes, wasn't it Jackson Brown who wrote that song a long time ago about running on empty? (laughs) So, if you're feeling this way, then there is some good news for you. It is time for you to refresh. And shout it out. Amen to that, brother. Amen. And yes, it is time to renew our minds and our bodies. And it's time to restore those things back to normal. And this, again, is from Romans 12, 12. And it says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable, and that which is perfect. And you know, I once read that somewhere that when you feel fatigued and tired, that drinking a glass of water will actually refresh your body. Did you know that? And I've tried it. It really does. And here's something that maybe, just maybe, that you didn't know. Without water, your body cannot survive. That's right, without water, that your body cannot survive. Now, I did a word search in that word, or I, I, on that word water, and I searched in the Bible and I found that it is actually mentioned 722 times in the scriptures. Wow! 722 times. That's a bunch. And you know, we all need water to survive. And when your soul is void of this living water, you need to be filled with the living water to make it in this world just to survive. And here's a great promise from the Lord about learning to survive on living water. And this is from John 4.14 in the NIV. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water that I will give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. But whoever drinks the water that I give them will never thirst. And indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Now, you know, being a musician, I love all types of songs. And, you know, it seems like every day that we are running on empty. And I remember that Jackson Brown, who was the one that wrote that song some years ago about running. And I thought I would share with you the lyrics to that song because it sounds like a lot of us. 
looking out at the road rushing under my wheels and looking back at the years gone by like so many summer fields. In 65, I was 17 and running up one-on-one, and I don't know where I'm running now. I'm just running on, running on empty, running, running on, running blind, just running on, running into the sun, but I'm just running behind because I'm running on empty. (laughs) And, you know, I was thinking that was a pretty cool song back then. But today you may be finding yourself in a void and feeling fatigued and tired and, yes, like the song says, running on empty. But wait, there is good news. You see, you can fill up that spiritual tank and be back on the road again, back to doing what you like to do best and being your best and doing the best that you can be. And here's some of that good news, and this is from Matthew 11:28 from the Amplified Bible. Come to me, all of you who labor and who are heavy laden and are overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and are overburdened. Boys, if that doesn't sound like my life for me. And I will cause you to rest. Yes, rest. And I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. You know, God wants us to be filled. Yes, to be filled with his spirit and to be filled with all that he has made us to be. And yes, we are to be full, filled with his abundance and to be filled with his grace and with his love and to accomplish all that he has called us to do. So listeners, stay strong, stay focused, and stay in his word. And here's a reminder, and this is from Proverbs 3, 7 and 8. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. Do not be wise in your own eyes and fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. So my prayer for you is this, that you will take some time to rest, to relax, and yes, take time to be refreshed. And a generous person will prosper, and whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Isn't that neat? A generous person who will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. That's from Proverbs 11.25 from the NIV. So may you be blessed this week as you refresh your own walk and refresh your own steps. And remember, as you do, learn to be hazak. That means to be strong in your walk and in all that you do so that you, too, can refresh others. Well, we're going to take just a short little break here. So I want you to sit back and enjoy some really nice music. Uh, This is one of my original songs that I did. It's pretty cool. I think you'll really like it. So just kind of sit back and enjoy the song and just kind of relax and refresh your bones.
and they had a fun little song. I call that the Traveler. Leah used to just enjoy that. We'd go out for a drive out on the back roads, and she'd just pop that in and listen to it all the time. So anyway, let's continue with the very last part of our study for this evening. And you know, this past week I was thinking, you know, it's really such a beautiful place to live out here close to the Colorado River. And yes, ladies, Leah used to tell me that she just loved living out here. She really liked it out in New Ulm with the rolling landscape, but she really liked it out here. So this past week, I was out walking around the area where we live, praying out loud as I normally do and just thinking. <laughs> Leah used to tell me, now I know that got to be dangerous for you, Fouts, especially at your age. <laughs> so when I would just say, yes, dear. I know, I know, but I was spending that time with the Lord, and in that quiet time, I just was resting in his presence, just waiting and waiting and waiting, and then just listening for his still, small voice, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, wham, here it came, and the Lord gave me that word, and yes, God does that sometimes for me. And guess what that word was? It was next. Next. So if you have not already done that, if you are just tuning into the show now, grab a pen and some pencil and some paper and get ready to learn some tips for your walk in life or maybe get over to your computer, your iPad or your your iPhone and be prepared for some great ideas to help you in your walk. So with that, let's get back to that word. So, Brian, what's with that word next? And why is this word needed in our walk? And is it really important for us to know what this means? Well, yeah, it does. So once again, I went over and looked up in the Webster's Dictionary, and I found that this is the meaning for next. It means nearest in space or position or adjacent, you know, like the next room. It also means in the time or the order or the place nearest or immediately following something. And it also means almost or practically like next to impossible. <laughs> now that word next in the word Hebrew is the word akhar, and it means other. It means another or following, and it means different. So I found this interesting passage over in Joel, verse chapter 1, verse 3, and this is from the New American Standard Bible. It says, tell your sons about it, and let your sons tell their sons and their sons for the next generation. Isn't that a beautiful Bible verse? I just love that one. And you know, for you people who like to keep track of numbers and stats, Here's something kind of amazing. That word next is used in the Bible 166 times. 166 times. Man, I never realized that. So here's a great question for you to ponder on. How many times do you think that you'll use that word next in your lifetime? Hmm? So here's an answer for you. You will use that just as many times as you come up before strongholds and obstacles in your life. Oh, hold on. You might be asking yourself, so what kind of an obstacle are you talking about? Well, 
How about boxes? Boxes, you say? Yes, boxes. You know, I was cleaning out some boxes in our writing room. And, you know, for those of you who clean out boxes, you know what that looks like. Sometimes when you're cleaning out things, it seems that it just takes forever to go back through those boxes that you said, I'll get back to those later. So, (laughs) uh, this time it was later. And there I was cleaning, and I came across this unique-looking box. All right, Brian, what kind of a box was it? Well, it was a small oblong box, and at first I thought, uh, it's just a pen and pencil set, and so I was just going to take it and toss it in the trash. So you ask me, was it? Well, no, it wasn't. When I opened it, to my surprise, I found a gold and silver keychain. A keychain, you say? Yes. And as I was looking at that keychain, I suddenly remembered that this had been a very special gift from the former students uh, who were in my insurance business class years ago when I used to teach insurance. And they had thought about something special and something unique to give to me at the end of the year. And engraved on the keychain was one word, next, N-E-X-T. Yes, you heard me correctly. It said next, N-E-X-T. All right, so right now you're probably wondering why in the world would someone give me a keychain with the word next engraved on it? Well, suddenly memories began to race back into my mind, and I remembered sharing this word next with my class on several occasions. And you see, I recall sitting at a Life Underwriters luncheon one year when Victor Hansen came and spoke to one of our meetings. You know, he's a well-known author and an inspirational speaker. Well, he shared this little story. He said, when you come to that place in your life where you've done all that you can do and it seems like everything has ended up in the toilet or the trash heap, there's only one four-letter word that you can say. No, it's not one of those four-letter words. No, and with that, he wrote this four-letter word out on the large screen, and it read N-E-X-T. Next. Now, I know some of you were thinking of a different four-letter word, and so did many of the people at the luncheon. But this resonated in my spirit, my heart, and I've never forgotten that story and that word. Why? Well, you see, because we will all have obstacles that will crop up in our life. And when they do, what should we really do? Get mad? Get angry? You know, I love what Pastor Jesse Duplantis out of Louisiana once said when he was younger and when things were really getting worse and worse, he said he would just suddenly yell out and said, I suddenly had a fit of carnality. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. That was so funny the first time I heard it. So then what should we do? Well, as I said earlier, the first thing that we should do is to stop and pray. Yes, pray. You're already spinning out of control, and you've lost any other control that you've had. So why? Because it's not in your control, and you no longer have it in your hands. So here's a great passage to assist you in your hour of need. And this is from Psalms chapter 5 verses 1 through 3 in the NIV Bible. Listen to my words. Lord, consider my lament. 
Hear my cry for help, my King and my God, for to you I pray. And in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice, and in the morning I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. And the second thing that you should do is sit back and ask yourself, where are the obstacles coming from? And do not take them personally. And ask yourself, is this for real? And then what can I do to fix this? And remember that our adversary, the devil, is the enemy. And Satan just loves to throw the fiery darts at you. So the third thing that you do, and I heard this from a pastor not long ago, and it's this. Whatever you do, especially at this moment in time, do not give someone a piece of your mind. Because you need to hold on to all of the pieces of your mind that you can hold on to. (laughs) I just love that one. And when Leah first heard it, she laughed for weeks. So don't give in and swear or give someone a piece of your mind. Just yell, next. That's right, you heard me. Just yell, next. And yep, and when you learn to say next, you're learning a valuable lesson about prayer and about faith. And this will help you to pass the wisdom down to the next generation of your family and to their future families as well. And this is from Psalms 78, verses 5 through 7 in the NIV. He decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children. So the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children. Then they would put their trust in God and would not forge his deeds, but would keep his commands. You know, God wants us to be dependent upon him for everything. And when things seem to to go wrong and we suddenly feel hopeless and in despair, remember this, that God never shuts a door that he doesn't open a window. That's right. God never shut the door that he doesn't open up a window. Why? Because God is preparing to do something mighty in your life. That's right. He's preparing to do something mighty in your life. So when you feel like screaming, just yell, next, because God is getting ready to do something amazing in your life. So as you prepare each morning to rise and shine, and to go out to make an impact into the world, pray first and be prepared to do the next thing that God has for you. Listeners, I just want to thank you for tuning in this evening. And with that, I want to just say that I'm Brian Fouts, and I'm with Hazak Ministries. We're an encouragement ministry out here by the Colorado River here in Columbus, Texas. And just as a reminder, Leah and I have written a couple of books about our journey and how we got into ministry. Our first book is called From Misery to Ministry, A Walk of Faith Through the Loss of a Loved One. It's a powerful book that brings hope, healing, and encouragement to those who have lost a loved one, just like us losing Victoria. It's easy to read, and it will make an impact in your life. And the book is available through our website, and yes, we even have a second book. It's called Steps of Faith. And in Steps of Faith, it is an exciting adventure into learning to be led by the Holy Spirit. And the stories that we've included in there would become the stepping stones for our very own Steps of Faith, learning to trust Him 
in all things and for all things. And yes, we also have a third book, and it's called Walking Through Grief, A Journey of Peace. This is a great book with lots of resources and stories to help you through the grief process to help bring healing to you and to others. We also want to bless you with our message of encouragement. And we pray that these books will help you to be open, willing, and obedient to the Lord and to do what he's called you to do. And we hope that these divine encounters will assist you in learning to take your very own steps of faith. And you can learn more about these books by visiting our website at www.hazakministries.com. That website, again, is www.hazakministries.com. And if you'd like for me to come up and speak at your church, maybe to your men's group or one of your special events or a, a grief or bereavement group, you can please feel free to contact me on my mobile phone at 832-878-8043. That number again is 832-878-8043. And if need be, you can always reach me on our little handy-dandy landline out here at 979-500-4256. That number again is 979-500-4256. You can all that you can also call that number if you just want somebody to pray with you and to pray for you. Uh please feel free to call me anytime and I would be more than happy to sit down and just listen and just pray with you on the phone. And just reminder to you right now, this would be a great time for you to sit down and write down all the things that you are thankful for. And the, and when you do that, then share them with your loved ones and with others. You know, I'm so thankful that Jesus saved me on in July of 1981 and that I can serve him doing work for him in the kingdom. And we also want to thank you, the listeners of Reaching Out Radio, for tuning in this evening as well. And I just want to tell you that it's been an honor to be a featured guest here with Evangelist Montel Fields on Reaching Out Radio where they are reaching out to be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And again, if you'd like to help Brian with any of the future expenses uh, since the passing of Leah, you can always mail a check to Brian Fouts at 1410 Rampart Street in Columbus, Texas, 78934. Or if you'd like to donate to our ministry, you can send your donation to Hazak Ministries, 1410 Rampart Street, Columbus, Texas, 78934. Or you can always visit our website at www.hazakministries.com and just click on the Donate button. And again, thank you. And as Leah and I always would say as we would sign off the air, remember to be strong and be Hazak. God bless and may the Lord be with you this week. Until next month, have a great week and arise in the Lord. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.